I need to be honest with you and I need to tell you something. Here we go. I don't like Harry Potter. And I'll tell you why. Never been revealed on social media, so this is a massive exclusive. I'm going to share the screen right now and I'm going to get a live reaction. Bismillah, it's Mr. Isla. Welcome to the Director's Cut podcast where we talk all things ethnic within the entertainment industry and obviously we're in lockdown so it's a bit different this time around but as always every guest gets a special intro and she's excited already I didn't even start bruv in a world where finding your destiny was rare one brown girl didn't become a teacher doctor or lawyer but went to a school to learn Khala Jadu instead her name was Afshan Azad <laughs> that was very good. That was your very own movie trailer. Love it. You should do this for a living. <laughs> well, I'm trying. Let's let's hope let's hope it works out. <laughs> what are you saying, man? Hi, finally, I'm oh. on. I'm doing something with you. And... I know. Literally, we've gone back and forth deciding what we can do together, yeah. and it was random because I wasn't even ready to record today. But then we said, let's do it tomorrow. I was like, okay, cool. Because <laughs> I know for a fact I'm not going to get a hold of you again. So, Afsh, the tradition on this podcast, yeah, is I ask three random questions just to warm up, yeah? So, your first question is, what were you really like in school? I was really good at school. I know it's like, oh, but I was, I was really good at school. All the teachers loved me. Prefect. I used to hand out all the registers in the morning. <laughs> the teachers used to love me. <laughs> I honestly, honest to God, the teachers of me, I was a good girl. You were literally the same character as you was in Harry Potter. Well, a bit better actually. I can't imagine that. I thought you might say you were a class clown. Why do I look like I would have been a class clown? Yeah, I would have expected you to say I got sent out a few times, got sent to the principal's office. I did. I got put on the court a few times. Ooh, what did you do? I can't, I can't. What did you do? I can't. No, because it's really <laughs> mean. <laughs> it was more with the teachers. There were set teachers I think that just didn't like. Me. I used to talk a lot. The complaint that used to happen was that yeah, I talk too much. That's good because now you're you know you're getting paid for it. Exactly, right? <laughs> <laughs> right your second question, yeah? Because I know you love this sort of stuff, yeah. Oh, come on. If you could be quarantined in a reality TV show with five other people, who would it be and why? Oh anyone, dead or alive. I feel like I know two of them already. Yeah, go on, guess two of them. I think it would be Prince Harry and Meghan. Mm. I'm going for the other one. Kate Middleton and William. Okay, so that's two. You've got to get the queen in there. So that's three. People don't realise, like, I actually love, love the royal family. I love the young royals, okay? The young royals. Michael Jackson. So you'll be quarantined with the queen? Michael Jackson. You've got one more person. I'll go with my husband. And your husband. <laughs> I better say him. Because <laughs> you can't leave him left out, innit? Yeah, I better say him. <laughs> Oh, that's actually a decent reality TV show, man. Right? Like you got the royal family, Michael Jackson and your husband. I just ask them questions all day long. Is there anyone out of the five, out of those five that you'd have an argument with on camera? My husband. <laughs> <laughs> My husband. We'd be arguing day one in the Big Brother house. So yeah, last question is, uh, everyone gets this question on the podcast, yeah? If you could be a character in a movie and live in that reality, who would it be and why? Can I be myself? Apart from Harry Potter, you can't. You can't be yourself, no. You can't be yourself. And live in that world. Wow, what a question. Um, Take your time. Think about it. The thing is, I'd be a character in a movie, but I wouldn't want to live in that world. Like, I'm a huge like 
DC fan, Marvel, DC, all of that world, like Avengers, that line. Yeah, I know, I've seen a Marvel t-shirt. But I'm, I'm a DC, I'm a DC girl, I'm a DC girl. I'm a DC girl as well. I'm a DC girl. I'm a DC guy. You're a DC girl. <laughs> <laughs> but I only had a Marvel top in the wardrobe. I'd love to play like some sort of superhero. Okay. But I wouldn't want to live in that world because all they're doing is like fighting night and day. So you'd be like a superhero blogger? Yeah, superhero blogger. You could be Lois Lane. Oh, yeah. I could be Lois Lane. That's what I'm saying. Lois is odd. Lois is odd. <laughs> Let's make her Bengali, yeah? <laughs> Yeah, man. DC needs to rewrite it and just recast the ethnicity. Lulu Mia. <laughs> Lulu Mia. <laughs> oh, my days. Thank you, Afshan. That was your little warm up. Let's start off with um, how we met because I actually can't remember either. Oh, you, you probably remember. I, I, don't, I don't know. I've got a really bad memory, guys. Like, I've got a really bad memory. Asian Media Awards? I, know, I, know, I, know. I, I, think, it, I think it was either that or the British Bangladeshi Awards is when we met. But. We did, we did know each other online before that, but I just don't remember when. I've always been a fan of the corner shop. I've always been a fan of the corner shop show. So I used to watch and follow, and I, I'm one of them. Like if I'm in a room of people that I, that I personally recognise, I just, I'm too shy to like ever to go up to anyone. But you, you're like yo, yo, <laughs> which makes it so much easier for me to be like, hey, yeah, I know who you are, yeah. Um, but probably that bang yeah, probably that Bangladesh Awards show and then... I think it was uh, the Bangladeshi, British Bangladeshi uh, Fashion and Lifestyle Awards. I'm looking at the award right now, it's on my show. For those of you guys who don't know, uh, I won Social Media slash YouTuber of the Year and it was presented to me by this one. Yes, I presented the entire show. That was one of my first presenting like awards for show. But I really enjoyed it. I actually recommended you to to host it. Did you actually? I did not know this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the thing is, it was it was the first Bangladeshi award show, and then I said let's mix it up, uh, and then I gave a, I gave a number of hosts that they could choose from, and then I said if you're gonna get someone Bangladeshi, you need someone you know you need a female. Ah. Go for Ashraf. Thank you. I actually loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Thank you. I didn't know that. You did really well. You did really well. I was so nervous. I pushed loads of names, but I'm glad that they got you guys, you and Ami, to kind of do it because it was nice. It was a nice little dynamic. Yeah, it was really nice. And uh, it was a great night as well. We had so much fun. Yeah, it was, it was jokes. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so, okay, the minute everyone sees you on my screen, they're going to think, okay, we want to know about Harry Potter, right? Mm -hmm. But before we even get there, all right, I need to be honest with you and I need to tell you something that I've been trying to get off my chest since I was a kid. Here we go. All right, are you ready? I don't like Harry Potter. I mean, and I will tell you why. There's one thing saying that you've not watched it, but to outright tell me that you don't like it, dude. Do you know these fans are gonna come for you? I know, and I'm gonna get bare comments saying, "Oh, he's a Harry Potter hater." But look, I will tell you why. What? All right. I've never actually heard anyone say that I, I don't like it. Like, why don't you like it? I don't. Okay, I don't not like Harry Potter as in the universe, right? I just don't like Harry Potter him himself what's he done to you and i'll tell you why he made my childhood a living hell because i used to look like him no. and i used to get bullied for looking like him and i'm gonna show you a picture that's never been revealed on social media so this is a massive exclusive so i'm gonna show you a picture of me oh my God. when i was in year seven 
right? When I used to get bullied for looking like him. So I'm going to share the screen right now. Here we go. I'm, you're going to get a live reaction from Afshan of how I looked. Now you know why, yeah, I don't like Harry Potter. So Daniel Redcliffe, if you're watching this, yeah, you made my childhood live in hell. You look so cute. You look so cute. But luckily, luckily I look cute. Now I look cute. Back then I didn't. So Daniel Redcliffe, thank you, not thank you. You actually don't even, you actually don't even look like Harry Potter. You actually don't even look like Harry Potter. You don't even have the round glasses. So I don't know why anyone was even calling you Harry Potter. But you know what they used to call me? They call me Harry Potter. Harry Potter. I'm surprised, there's loads of them. Handi Fatil. Handi Fatil. I'm gonna stop sharing that because I don't want people to see this. Screenshot, I mean, screenshot, I'm on screenshot it. <laughs> oh, that's, that's definitely going viral, man. Tell me that you've watched the films though, right? Okay, so here's my next thing. <laughs> no, wait, 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 wait. I have watched Harry Potter 1, 2. I just hit it with a high. <laughs> no, I actually did watch it, but... Because I used to get bullied by him, right? I've never actually got myself round to watching every single one. You don't have a clue who I am, what I was in, what I did. No, I know you played one of the twins. <laughs> I went around to my family's house and they were watching it. I remember seeing uh, the two twins on screen. I was like, hold on. I swear I know that girl. And I remember on, on your bio, you said, oh, that Bengali girl from Harry Potter. I was like, oh, okay, so that's her. And then I actually watched, uh, I don't know what film it was. I don't know which one it was, but I did watch some of your scenes and you went to like a a ballroom dance Ooh, thing and like yeah. you know, the the ginger kid <laughs> you see what i mean i don't even i don't even know the names of the characters here because that's how that's how badly daniel redcliffe affected my life harry potter fans do your thing do your thing i'm gonna get attacked but i have to say the harry potter movies from what i've seen of trailers and clips and blah 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 they are amazing and um at the time i think lord of the rings was coming out at the same time as harry potter so i was watching that more than harry potter but just for you i will do a harry potter marathon how's that <gasps> yeah do it and let me know all right come on we're in lockdown now you've got no excuse yeah i'm doing a lockdown marathon of harry potter guys Ep yeah ep episode you've got no episodes it's a film yeah. guys it's not like Star Wars, is it? Not like episode one, episode two, right? No, 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 no. It's like film one, film two, and there's eight of them that you gotta get through, so you better get started. How many movies are there? Eight. Eight. Okay. All right, I can do it. I can do it. You gotta start. You gotta start right, right now. After this, you start it. All right, that's it. I'm gonna have a Harry Potter marathon, guys. So basically, like, obviously, I know you get this question everywhere you go, yeah. But how did it happen? How did you get into Harry Potter? How did you audition? Did you uh, go to acting classes? Like what took me through the process of how a young Bangladeshi girl like you got into a massive franchise like that? So I know I've probably said this so many times on so many different platforms, but yeah, or, if you want, if or if you want, give me give me the breakdown in it. I'm gonna give you the breakdown. Okay. I was 15 years old in high school in Manchester. So I'm originally from Manchester. Um, I went to an all-girls school in Manchester, Wally Range High School, and you know, at the beginning of class, like your form, form class, your form tutor kind of says, oh, after school, there's basketball class, there's blah, 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 blah. And this one day, they were like, oh, casting agents are coming to choose two Asian girls to play in their next Harry Potter film. 
Now, you got to bear in mind, I was 15 years old. I'd already read half the books by then. I was mm. a huge fan. I used to queue for the books. I used to pre-order the books. I was like, I was a mega fan back then. And mm. going to an all-girls school where predominantly all the girls are Asian anyway, the whole school turned up after school. Mm. I didn't tell my parents. I actually lied to my parents saying that I forgot my basketball club after school because I didn't know how they were going to react. And I was like, yeah. me and my friends were like, we have to go. Like, regardless, let's just go for a joke. Even though there were two Asian girls, they were auditioning for two Asian girls, like, all my friends, white, black, like, everyone was auditioning. Like, every girl was going. They said Harry Potter, like, you know, every girl's gonna go. The first audition was like the quickest thing ever. They literally knew what they were looking for. They went into the room and they were like, you, 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 you. Literally just singled us out like that, like you, you, you. Wow. There was no acting, there was nothing. We just turned wow. up and they just, we were in our uniform. Mm. So they literally were like, you, 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 you. They told us to come back um, at a second audition, which was in Manchester as well, like in a hotel somewhere. Went there and I just, the rest was history. Like literally, like with, I auditioned 12 auditions. Wow, 12 auditions. I found out I beat 8,000 girls to get the role. Wow. And I'd never gone to acting school or anything in my life. So we traveled around the whole of the UK, like auditioning. So first two were in Manchester, second two were in London, then we went to Birmingham. Then they kept calling me to like take me Places. and I was like what is going on like surely it can't be me like there were so many other girls auditioning as well yeah. and so many other girls went to like acting school and RADA and this that whatever and I was like this small little Bengali girl mm. from Manchester like no I'm never <laughs> gonna get this and on the final audition yeah. final final audition the whole room so there was 30 girls yeah. and the whole yeah. room were full of twins twin girls yeah. Actual twins, apart from me and Shafali, yeah. who ended up playing my twin. And I literally yeah. thought to myself, there's no way I'm going to get it. Why am I on my own? Yeah. Every other couple here, every other girls are twins. They're looking for twins. Like, I'm not going to get it. Yeah. And they kept calling me into a room and then calling like one of the other twins into the room. So they were like sisters, wanting one to like sit with me and then calling another one of the twins to sit with me. Yeah, and then yeah. the, and then I remember I took my mum with me to this audition and she's just, she's like this small little Bengali mum who was like, keep your hopes up, this isn't going to be, you know, this isn't going to be, look, there's all these twins everywhere and, you know, you're not going to get it, but just, you know, just we're here for the experience and that's what counts. And then next thing you know, I get a call on my 16th birthday telling me I got the part. And it was actually on my birthday. They had no idea it was my birthday. But on my 16th yeah. birthday, I got a call saying, congratulations, you got the part. And I literally was like, I remember I was eating rice. <laughs> I was eating my mum's rice and curry, sat in front of the TV. <laughs> I was eating bath. And then my mum and dad were upstairs. And I remember dropping my plate and screaming, like, on the phone. And then being on the phone, like, can we speak to one of your parents? And I was just screaming, like, oh my God, my mum came running down saying, like, who's died? She literally thought somebody had died and that I got the phone call. I was like, I got the part, I got the part. And my mum my mum then was like, I always knew that you'd get the part. I always knew it. Like, blah blah. I was like, yeah, right, you told me that I didn't. And she was like, no, I just always knew it. And honestly, the rest was history. Like, it was so long ago, but I was just in the right time at the right place. And 
with someone that didn't have any acting ability. Apparently, I was a good actress. Mm. Mike Newell said, who was the director of um, Goblet of Fire, the first film that I did, <clears throat> he would rather have two girls that didn't look alike but could act naturally yeah, than yeah, yeah. two girls that did look alike but that couldn't act. And I'll never forget that. I mean, I owe him everything. So apparently, I had some natural ability. As my dad said, I was a drama queen since. Well, listen, you and me both, I haven't gone to acting or drama school either. So, you know, that's that's saying something. <laughs> that's saying something, guys. Go for everything. Go for an audition. Go for anything. And you never know what the future holds. That is crazy, though. So they had a whole room of twins and they were casting for twins. But then they saw something in you and thought, no, we want this one. Yeah. Ah, that is crazy. That is such an inspiring story, man. And it was... Honestly, for me, yeah. a dream come true. Like, yeah. I know it's so cliche to say, but honestly, it genuinely was. And I remember I couldn't tell anyone for months. Yeah. And we couldn't, because on the fourth film, where I started, there were a lot of new characters, and they, the press really wanted to know, like, you know, the new characters. And this was all before social media ever existed. Like, yeah. this is, you know, before any of this. So I remember being at school and having to go to school the next day and being like, like I can't say anything and I remember girls um, who auditioned was like yeah I got to the final audition and it might have been like <laughs> the final yeah, audition yeah. but I had to keep my mouth shut like, I remember telling my best friend and I only told her that like, you can't tell anyone else and yeah. then <clears throat> when it broke that we got the news yeah. there was press outside my house oh, um, good. you know like outside my school oh, they were like literally had to it was mental Damn. and then I moved that is crazy man that is you know i've never heard you tell that story you know i actually saw your q a on youtube but i thought you know what i don't want to watch it because i want to hear it from you i have, I have never heard the story i genuinely didn't know it was going to be that crazy that that is such a that is like that is like a movie in itself literally honestly my life is like a bit of a movie to be honest <laughs> <laughs> drama queen did you realize um how big it was that you were representing British Bangladeshis on screen at the time or were you just like oh my god I'm having fun like what what went through your head at that time nothing nothing like that I was literally living my best life I was living a dream I was on a film set for one of the biggest films in the world like it wasn't just in the UK you know Harry Potter is so worldwide and I remember just sitting on set one day and like, looking around thinking oh my god these are like huge actors like Alan Rickman and like, like, you know, Bobby Cole Train, like, all these actors are in front of me, and I'm literally thinking, what am I doing here? Like, what am I doing here? I remember, I'll tell you something, on the first day, um, we had a read-through, and I remember everyone, like, a lot of new characters joined on, on that film, and I remember Daniel Radcliffe actually coming up to me and being like, hi, I'm Dan, and I was like, I know who you are, <laughs> I know. You don't have to say that. That was me. I'm like, yeah, I know who you are. And for the first few weeks, honestly, I cringe myself out because I remember calling them by their character names, which is so cringe. Oh my days! Well, you, you kind of had like a little fangirl moment, then, didn't it? I know, I did. And then like, I soon had to stop because I was like, no, you can't do this. Don't be an embarrassment. You can't do this. <laughs> are you still in touch with a lot of the cast? Yeah, I am. We. I think it would be weird if we weren't because we were together for such a long amount of time and I kind of 
I felt I didn't really have like a school life after that. Like I did go continue with my education, but I never really had that college, that university, that high school leaving life. Like the guys on set were my best friends and were everything that I know. And we had something in common, you know, like we all experienced this craziness together. So all the girls, we keep in touch all the time. Dan was actually, Danny Radcliffe was one of my best friends when we were filming and you know like everyone was just, we were all so close. Thank God for social media because if it wasn't for that, at least we can keep, you know, a lookout as to what everyone else does. So everyone knows you for Harry Potter, right? But since Harry Potter, no one's seen you in anything else. So what was it that made you transition from acting to vlogging? And why did you stop the whole acting thing? Is it, or have you stopped the whole act, acting thing? I don't think there's a certain thing as to why I've stopped acting. Mm. It was just kind of after I finished Harry Potter, like I didn't really have an acting um, agent prior to that, because obviously I'd never acted before. However, after I finished, I got with one of the best acting agents in the UK and mm. kind of was auditioning all the time. And I moved back to Manchester and to get on a train, like, you know what it's like to audition to audition and not live in London where all the majority of the auditions were back in the day like my agent would ring me and be like you've got an, uh, an audition at two o'clock this would be at like nine o'clock I'd have to book a train pay like mm. 300 pounds get on a train go to an audition go to an audition where they weren't even looking for an Asian girl you know they were looking for a girl called Claire who had blonde hair and blue eyes and just kind of it was so like it was so draining yeah. and after so long and all I'd see is the same Asian girls and brown girls getting the same role. They weren't giving like, you know, us new actors a chance. Like as much as I've got Harry Potter on my CV, yeah. which is amazing, they wanted people who started from the bottom and worked the way up. Whereas in my situation, I kind of did the opposite where I started at the top and now I've got to go all the way back down and do, you know, they wanted people like that. and. Um, I got approached for some Bollywood stuff as well, which I just think at that time I was too young Bollywood. to get involved. Yeah, I was too young to get involved in. I think my parents at that age, yeah. you know, were just kind of a bit like, I was a bit more wary about what I wanted to do. And obviously Harry Potter was a children's film and it was kind of suitable for me and my culture, my, you know, yeah. everything. Um, my morals and such. And a lot of the stuff that I was going for and audition wise were, mm just not suitable and just not like I just wouldn't do um, for my own moral compass like, mm. anything to do with anyone else um, and after a while after going back and forth from Manchester to London auditioning I just was like I just don't think this is for me like I've done Harry Potter this is the best thing I'm ever going to do anything else I'm going to do isn't going to like compete against Harry Potter and I kind of moved into the whole presenting field which I think suited me more and I enjoyed more and you know I did a lot of gigs like in Manchester a lot of events that I presented and just kind of I just loved doing that and yeah. um, I was lucky enough to do a CBBC show called Marrying Mom and Dad which I presented and that was like one of my first like BBC TV presenting gigs which I really enjoyed um, and then life just happened and then I just I was doing a lot of modeling stuff as well when I was a lot more slimmer and a lot more, you know, blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> I was doing a lot of that. So I was keeping busy doing that as, as well as, you know, doing my degree and doing everything else. And I also took up acting is like a lot of people don't realize acting isn't a 
full-time job. Mm. Like, there are months, if not um, so long. Years sometimes where people are unemployed and they don't have any acting gig. And so I got a job in the normal world and I was working on top of that, you know, doing what I could. Harry Potter has helped me in life. You know, mm. it's, I'm, I'm good from Potter, like financially and it just kind of anything else that I do after that is purely because I love it and I want mm. to do it. So all this presenting and modeling and like this social media stuff, all of this now is because I want to do it. And I was on Instagram and I was gaining all these followers from just posting selfies. <laughs> bro, I think that's what I need to do because I ain't getting them followers, bro. I need to just... Well, what happened was... This BuzzFeed article, or this Unilad, I think it's called Unilad, Unilad article came out that just viral and just kind of like, this is what she looks like now compared to what she looked like, you know, in the Harry Potter film. I think I saw that. I think I saw that. And I was just like, that's some thirsty article, bruv. <laughs> some guys probably like, oh, look what she looks like now. Yeah. When that article came out, I think my followers like just went up the roof. And all of a sudden, I was like gaining followers, followers, followers from all around the world. And I was just like, what is going on? And I think it just attracted more attention to the fact that I was in Harry Potter and that blah, blah, blah. And then on Instagram, I just kept getting asked, how do you do makeup? What are you wearing? Like, blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, all these beauty fashion questions. And I was like, maybe I should, maybe I should, this is something, you know, that I, I genuinely enjoy doing my makeup, I enjoy doing my hair, I enjoy all all that kind of that world, you know, I am a quintessential, like, stereotypical girl in that sense, <laughs> you know, I, I love all of that, and um, Instagram just became a way of life, and being this influencer, I hate that word. I hate that word, influencer, I, I, I hate, I just don't understand the word influencer. Yeah, I hate that word, but people like to label you as that. Yeah, I prefer the word content creator, but hey. Yeah, content creator. However, I would say content creator, but I need to be honest with myself in the, in the sense that um, I don't I don't create as much content as I should. I'm not very good at it. Like, I don't... And you know what? Like, I know I'm probably waffling here, but getting married was like a huge, huge life change for me. Um, and for the past three years, um, not that I blame me getting married to being any less, you know, active on social media or anything. It's just my priorities have changed. And I just think it's just a way of life. You get older, you get married, you know, you have kids and blah, blah. Your priorities change. Not that I have any kids right now, but, um, and I just found the love of the acting side and that side kind of just dying down over the years and don't get me wrong if the right thing and I always do this if the right thing came about I would act in a heartbeat if the right film the right tv the right theatre the right production came about and it had a great script I would jump back into that and I'm telling you my family are the most supportive proud family in the sense that all they want me to do is get back into acting and I get told all the time by my parents by my brothers like come on let's do something but I just I, I don't know it just the world has changed so much and you know that like you know with acting and stuff like that that it has to be the right yeah, thing yeah no 100% I mean I, sh I share the kind of same thoughts as you so you know when I'm auditioning for stuff right 
I've been to some weird auditions, bro. Like stuff that I'm like, am I really gonna get this? And blah, blah. And it's always been the ones that I'm not prepared for that I get. But I do understand the whole like, like one time I got a script, right? And then my agent was like, look, don't have to do it, but they really want you. So here it is. And I looked at it and I was, and it said lead actor in a feature film. I was like, okay, like I've never had that before. Open up the script and then like the opening scene was in bed with a girl, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, okay, can't do that. You know, just I'd send it back. I said, I can't do that. So many things have come similar to that. And I'm just like, I would rather stick to my morals and stick to what I know, what I believe in, rather than yeah. make a ton of money and be famous by doing a film. Like, I remember auditioning for Slumdog Millionaire and getting to the final audition. Oh, you would have been sick in Slumdog Millionaire, bruv. Oh, you would have been sick. Me and Death Patel were actually in the same audition process because they had stages. And I remember um, auditioning with Dev and just thinking, oh my God, this could be my next like full break. And also it helped that Danny Well, the director, was from Manchester. He lived right near where I went to school, on the range. And um, I was like, oh my God, I'm in with a chance. And then because of Harry Potter contracts, I couldn't get into it. I would have breached contract if I were to do the film, not that I knew. I, I'm i new in the game at that point, so I literally had to back out. And then, I'm not saying this is why they got Frida Pinto, I'm sure they were no, gonna, no, course, but you know one of them things where you're just like, you never know, like what if, like what if. I think what we need to do, right, we need, we need to get one of those people that edit memes, right? And then, you know, you put the faces on different people's heads. <laughs> so we need to put Afshan's face on Frida Pinto's head in Slumdog and then see how that would have worked out. But then you'd have to kiss Dev Patel and that's just a bit awkward, so. Exactly. And then I think, you know what? It just wasn't meant to be. It just yeah. wasn't meant to be. And yeah. there's plenty more, you know, stuff out there. And I'm, I'm genuinely, like, mm. think it was the best decision for me to, like, kind of step away from that. And some of my um, acting actor friends, you know, in Harry Potter went on to have very successful acting careers. And I'm yeah, probably one definitely. of it's not the only one to back out and to mm. concentrate on a different wavelength and I'd love I'd love to go into the presenting line I mean that is what I love and I'm after doing it a few times that I can really see myself being comfortable that doing that um but if all else fails I've, I've got my social media <laughs> <laughs> you've got instagram <laughs> and honestly people people don't appreciate how much of a full-time job instagram is instagram and youtube and you oh, i rate you oh, so much i rate you so much even doing this guys i've literally got boxes and my camera and like a ring light this guy has the full-blown equipment like which i should have i need to invest in myself but one thing i will admit is I'm lazy and I think, oh yeah, whatever. Like, listen, she was so lazy, she didn't even reply to me when I asked her, Can I get you on my podcast? Like, what's the happen? She, and I had to comment on one of her posts just for her to say, Oh, let me reply back. And now it looks like I'm begging it, bruv. This is the thing, I love doing stuff like this. And I've said to you, I'd love to, you know, work with you. And I, the more older I get, the more like I see new faces coming onto the screen. I remember like being one of if not the only brown face on a Hollywood film back in the day, a child. That was actually what I wanted to ask you last, Red, just before we kind of wrap up, but as an ethnic person, right, because this is an ethnic podcast, as an ethnic person, 
someone who's obviously transitioned out of acting and you know would love to dub- dabble back in when the time comes like do you keep an eye out on um other people uh that are doing their bit or like do you keep an eye out on uh, other actors other shows that are coming out and think oh right that's that's quite good that's quite good i like that hundred thousand percent honest to god like and it, it i get so nostalgic and i guess it brings back so many memories especially with child actors and like obviously i've been yeah, yeah, yeah. a child actor coming into harry potter and people every time i go to the asian media awards or any form of asian mm. event or you know i see all these people and i literally feel like an old person because i feel like i'm the only one that's going to all of these and i've only done harry potter and that's where people know me as and i'm mm. lucky in the sense that harry potter is such a global phenomenon that it will never ever die out you know like new generations mm. are picking up harry potter so it's always relevant Whereas all these new faces that are coming in, a part of me is a little bit like, not jealous, but a part of me is a bit like, oh, I'm really proud of you. Like, I'm, I'm so proud to be British Bangladeshi. I'm so proud to represent, you know, Bangladesh, Britain, like Manchester, like on TV and in film. And I love the fact that I get all these girls that come up to me like, oh, you're inspiring me, blah, blah, blah. And I love the fact that there are so many more new Asian faces and so many more Asian influence on TV, in presenting, in news reporting, in, you know, documentaries, in everything. You're seeing more people of colour on TV and on in our screens, you know, and I'm here for that. And I literally, um, there was a show on Netflix, it was about an Indian girl and her kind of growing up in an Indian family and blah, blah. She also, like me, had never acted before, went into an open audition, got the part, now she is like winning awards she and I, I watched her she posted when she got her part on instagram and i kid you not it was exactly like me she just got told in school next thing you know her whole life has changed and i remember watching that thinking oh my god this is exactly like what happened to me and i was so excited for her like because i just know what's going to happen for her future and she's such a talented actress anyway and i reached out to her and i messaged her and i was like this is so exciting like you wait and see like you're going to do so amazing and i think it's easier now to do well because there's more acceptance of it rather than how it was back in the day when i was first getting into it hence the reason why i fell out of love with it i think if i started now and i got the role now i think i'd be a lot more confident i'd be a lot more you know assured that i could do something but back then it wasn't it wasn't i don't think it was very out there or accepted as much as it is yeah because i mean growing up right the only bengali person i saw on screen was connie huck and even back then it was like there was no bengalis on screen let alone like south asian isn't it? yeah connie huck was one of the first that we i grew up yeah. on my parents knew connie huck you know like we were all she was like an inspiration yeah. to me growing up and on computer and everything you know and even mm. now like Sometimes I have to pinch myself on the things that I've been able to do just because I'm like, when it, I don't forget, but I'm just like, oh my God. And when young girls especially message me and they're like, oh, I don't want to be a lawyer or a doctor or a pharmacist. I want to go into the arts and I want to, you know, be an actress or I want to be a singer or I want to be, you know, I want to go to drama school or whatever. It's hard for me to watch that and to, to hear these little girls. I'm like, do what you want to do with all your heart. 
like I didn't want to be an actress it just happened and I was lucky enough to have a family that supported me in that but I'm very aware that a lot of Mm. A lot of families don't as well, especially, but... Yeah, I mean, my mum still doesn't even know what I do, man. <laughs> <laughs> what did she think that you were working about? <laughs> I'll be honest here, my mum has always been sceptical, even up till now. She knows what I do. She stalks my Instagram and she stalks my YouTube and then she'll always make a comment like, don't think you should have done that, don't think you should do that. And, da -da 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 -da. and, when I, and sometimes I'm reluctant to tell her good news because sometimes she just has, she just knows how to pop the bubble, like... I just did a ITV series, right? And then she messaged me saying, oh, where are you? I was like, I'm at work. <laughs> and then she was like, is it a temp job? And because she knows I'm in and out of jobs. Can I ask you why, why do you do that? Like, why do you say I'm at work? Like, why, why do you not say, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm at ITV and I've got this opportunity. And you know, like, why is it that there's something in you that just can't? It comes to a point where I've had so much uh, history with my mum where I've told her oh my god I've just done this and I've just done that and you know you know better than I do right the majority of the things you do in this industry you might not get paid for but it would lead on to other paid things and my whole YouTube life has been about that literally grafting from the ground up working behind a till in Zara and working in the Apple store and like mopping floors in like retail stores to save up for a camera all of those things I've done I've, I've always fought ahead and for my mum, I think she's always used to like, okay, that's great, but how much is it paying you? Are you going to be able to do this? What about this? Can you do that? And like, oh, when does that job end? Whereas she's happy that, okay, you know, you got paid for it, that's good, you know, but she's not over the moon as much as I'd want her to be. So I think to say it's not really her fault because obviously she's come from a uh, an upbringing where you have to really, really grind yeah to kind of survive and it's not her fault i think it's more my fault because i'm too scared to get upset so i don't tell her because i want to remain in my little bubble that yes i've got an itv role yes i've got a bbc role and i want to stay in that happy bubble whereas if i tell her she'll kind of bring me back down to earth and say okay yeah but you know you're going to be on set for three days only and then what are you going to do after that what's the next job after that sort of thing so in a way i think it's my own insecurity that i don't tell her i think that's a very bengali asian mentality anyway to have like that's not just your mom i'm sure there are millions of moms out there that are the same there's loads out there and you know there, there needs to be more support in the older generation yeah but i do think that it's our job to educate and to sit them down and to say this is this is our life this mm. is normality this is normal this you know I, i've said it before a lot of people who are in our industry acting vlogging social media all of this stuff get paid more than doctors yeah. and i'm not the first to say it you know like and if you're enjoying what you do i think your mom will be so much so much happier knowing that you're enjoying doing what you do rather than being I mean, technically, you could be a doctor. You just have to act in a movie and pretend to be one. So, wait. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> my dad, my dad is actually the supportive one because basically my granddad, I call my dad my dad's son there. My dad's son had a really nice voice. My dad has a really nice voice and that voice got passed down the family. And when it came to like singing and beatboxing and stuff, my dad saw me doing it and he heard it and he was like, Oh my son! My son's oh, my voice. Son. Voice. <laughs> and then when um, other people were telling him that, oh, I've seen your son in Kunusha of Tamar Faradi, see YouTube, or Heo Tahorit, Heo Tahorit, 
And then my dad would be proudly say, that's my son, that's my son. And he'll go around, like, I'll be meeting random people on the street, like a, a bloody ticket inspector on the street and just tell him, oh, we're just going to park here for a few seconds. And my dad would be like, you know who he is? He's my son. He's famous. He's, he's an actor. And he'll go tell the whole world who I am. What do you think my dad done my mom did? Bloody hell. I don't know. If that's my dad, yeah, I don't even want to know what your dad's been doing. Do you know what's worse? <laughs> when your husband starts saying that when you're going out, that's what's worse. That's dope, though. That's dope. I was just very lucky and I know that I'm very that my parents literally like if you saw my mom's shrine that she has of me of all the memorabilia all the little things that i'm on my legos my this that whatever that anything that she can collect that's got me or my face or my character anything on it's a big shrine <laughs> there's a shrine and she's like one day you will thank me we'll show your kids and you will thank me and i'm like okay it's very different to kind of see uh or hear a story where like someone's gone through the acting thing but not given up as such, but transition into something different because that may happen. Like you might lose the passion or from hearing your story, I think it wasn't your fault. It was the industry. And that is so relevant right now because even I feel like as much work as I'm doing, I'm working 10 times harder just to get into places like the BBC, the ITV and Channel 4, just to be represented. And I think representation is something that's so rare, even, even now. Um, even if they say, oh yeah, we've got Man Like Mo Bean, or we've got um, Citizen Khan and blah, 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 this is still lacking. And I feel like your story is so relevant right now to be able to say that back in the days, it wasn't like that. But now you're seeing it and it's advancing forward and you're open to come back. And that is just... And I love it. I love to see it. I love to see it. I'm so proud whenever I do see it. And I, I just want to see more, to be honest. One day, maybe you'll see me back on your screen. <laughs> inshallah, man. I'm looking forward to that day, man. And I hope, yeah, inshallah, that day will be where me and you are on screen together. Ooh, that would be sick. Who wants to see it? Who wants Come to on. see it? Someone make a movie and cast me and Afshan, yeah? Like a superhero movie, innit? I'm saying. Afshan, to wrap up, where can everyone find you? Where can everyone follow your beauty tips and your hair tutorials? I have a YouTube channel, um, Afshan Azad, and I have a Instagram account, official Afshan Azad, or is it Afshan Azad? The one with a blue tick, that's her, innit? After your blue tick, I got my blue tick. See? Catches on. Oh man, Afshan, thank you so oh, much you so for, much for uh, coming me. onto the show, man. Thank you, and I hope we can do it again. That's a wrap, guys. Peace.